Snap Tackle Pod. It's back yet again. Playoff version. Welcome to it. I'm Mick Schaefer of KCHB 41. I'm at KCHB 41. Yeah, it's a little later in the morning. A little later in the morning, you're actually at work. I'm always at work. A lot this. I'm preparing to go to Germany next week. Yes. Yes. We've got I've got some I've got some things. I I took 10 hours of German in college. Um I can I I don't know how dangerous I am. I was dangerous there for a while. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna be able to look up. I've got lots of things planned for you next week to send you off right. I took three uh, years of German in high school and in college, and even took a, a three-week trip there one time. It was hmm. a long time ago, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't retain much German. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's an interesting language. We'll talk. Let's not get into the German this week. We'll say very similar to uh, English. Yes, a lot of the words are derived uh, from the same words. The sentence structure—that's the biggest. That's deal. the biggest. We thing. go from English to say Spanish. We're throwing adjectives right after uh, nouns as opposed to before some verbs in different places than you would in the uh, put them in the English language. Uh, Germany sentence structure is very similar. Um, so that helps. Verb at the end. What's that? The verbs at the end, though, right? No. If I remember correctly. No. No. I didn't do well. I didn't say I did well in those 10 no. hours. I got, I got at least verb a object. Subject, verb, object. Uh, for most sentence structures in English and in German. Uh, he is Dion Clissel, Preps KC, and this is Snap Tackle Pod. Thanks for uh, joining us here uh, as we head feet first, head first, really, into the playoffs, Dion. Yes. Here. yes. Week nine and week eight for Kansas and Missouri. Um, and with the, you know, it used to be on the Missouri side, you had all kinds of tasty four or five matchups uh, the, the, with the restructuring of the classes. Nothing's tasty. tasty four fives have uh, become what were the what would have been like a six seven. <laughs> there's so many buys now. In yeah, especially in class six. There's, class. there's a lot of buys, and yeah. um, I I don't know. I we'll see. We'll give it a couple. You know, give it a couple of years. They'll figure something out to change here in a few years. And Just see. find. I mean, find a, a number. What's thirty two or forty eight six four to where like everybody plays every week. You go for high school football to play. You do not go out for high school football to have a bye week. I don't care yeah, if you're really good. If everybody's making the playoffs, have everybody play every week. Yeah, I mean, but then you got to come up with you know thirty-two, sixty-four, and the math doesn't work that way in Missouri right now. So. Why can't you do top thirty-two? Then the next thirty. Well, if you take the top thirty-two, yes, I could see that. That, that there are ways to do it. Um, there are ways to maybe have your districts, you know, mean more instead of just playing each other with the point system. And yeah, the problem with the point system is, or, or taking a top thirty-two, the especially like in class six or even class one, if you were to look at that one, because they have 36, is that there's there's some areas that are just brutal, you know. Uh, yeah. And I'm not trying to, you know, I'm sure Seckman is a fine team. They're undefeated in St. Louis. Wait, who's that? Seckman. It's a St. Seckman? Louis sub. I haven't heard of them. Yes, uh, they're undefeated. They're the jump up, play the St. Louis schedule. Class? class six, they're ranked ninth currently in front of Lisa West, who I believe that if Lisa West played Seckman, that the JV would probably be sniffing the, the game before halftime. Um, yeah. But that's the way it is. I mean, I, I think, you know, if you were to go to the top 32, you would find teams in certain pockets. And one of those pockets being Kansas city with as many times as we have in class six of uh, teams getting left at home. Cause I, you know, Liberty is a good team, you know, uh, Staley's a three win team that has beaten some teams and played with Lee summit North. Uh, you know, that's, that, you know, it's kind of what you got. You got some of those teams that are some middling teams. Hey, there was a Lee Summit team a few years back that was a six seed 
that made it all the way to the district championship game. Yeah. Seven, I think a, I feel like a seven seeded or an eight seeded Ray Peck made it, won a couple games. So I mean, you know, because they went down south and, and did that. But uh, no, it's a, it's going to be interesting to see how that that shakes out. But uh, I don't, I don't know on the Kansas side if I love one versus sixteen. I mean, there's some there's some games where no. you feel you fear for the safety of some of those kids. Um, yeah, but I mean, a lot of times those teams are playing other teams that are like yeah you know, regular season that are really good too. Um, but I I I, I, the, I would say don't have everybody make the playoffs if you're doing that would be my I, I right? would the, the way that the way you would do that though is to chop off your, the bottom quarter or something like well that. have your conferences be your be your districts. Yeah. And you and if, as long as you had everybody, if to get out and get to the playoffs, you played everybody in your league, and yeah. the top four or top six teams in your league go, and you yeah. have a tiebreaker, you know, head to head or then points plus minus points like the old districts. I don't have a problem with that, but having a, a mathematical equation to get out, or just basic record to get out, doesn't seem yeah. to be fair either. I mean, no, I, I especially the record too. That's not that's not a fair way. I, I like Missouri's better in that you know. They at least are waiting some of these games yes. because they're playing and all that stuff. Strength of schedule matters. Yes. Uh, let's talk league. How about that? League really doesn't matter anymore, but it does this week heading into the playoffs. We don't have a ton of marquee matchups, and there weren't a whole lot of, you know, big-time upsets or anything like that last week. We'll start Missouri here. So here are the champions of all the uh, suburban leagues. <laughs> um, uh, Smithville Blue, Liberty North Gold, Oak Park Red, Lee Summit North Silver, Grain Valley White. Any yes. of those – Shock you, or would you would you have picked all those at the beginning of the season? That's probably pretty pretty chalk. Pretty close, right? Yeah, it's pretty chalk. <laughs> yeah, pretty chalky. I mean, I think I think I think we all thought Grain Valley was going to be pretty good. Maybe I think Oak Park being undefeated might be. Oak thought- Park might be being undefeated. I mean, because they, they had Grain Valley. I think Grain Valley Oak Park in that mix because they all played each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, Grain Valley's only losses to Oak Park by one point. Yeah. <laughs> so Smithville I mean, too. I mean, they, they yeah. could have taken on some a uh, couple losses and close wins, but yeah. Yeah, no, I think all those all those leagues kind of came to fruition. You look up if you want to go further. You look at the the KCI. It was East Buchanan, um, North Platte kind of snuck in there a little bit, but Mid Buchanan those those are teams at the top. You look at the MEC. You got Maryville and St. Pius there at the top. Uh, the MRVC West is a little different because uh, um, they all kind of beat up on each other a little bit. Yeah. Pleasant Hill um, has the one loss to Warrensburg, but Warrensburg has several losses. Odessa had the one loss to Pleasant Hill, then lost to Harrisonville last week. Yeah. Oh, Oak Grove finishes with just the two losses to Odessa and Pleasant Hill um, and beats Harrisonville two weeks ago. Like I told you, Pat Richard emailed me to tell me they hadn't won that game in 10 years or texted me that morning uh, to tell me they hadn't won that game in 10 years. And so that's a that's a league that I think if you said Pleasant Hill will be at the top, but those are the teams in the mix. MRVC East, Lafayette County ran, ran away with that. Um, IL, or what is left of the IL, those three teams. Lincoln Prep was the best team in that league. Uh, so basically a lot of chalk in terms of conference. I, I think that's that's the easy way to look at it on the Missouri side. Uh, Lee Summit North was a scare last week from Park Hill, right? And you had Liberty North with a big win over Lee Summit West. I know they played already this year, but it was in week one, and uh, Lee, Lee Summit North got the victory. But if you were doing a poll, I know you hate polls. Who would you rank number one? Uh, st- out of the, is, is Liberty North the best team right now? In, in, I think they're in, playing the best. Uh, you know, in the rankings, the, at least Summit North is still ranked the best. I still think that you get, even if it's two months ago, your head to head is still, um, sure, still viable. Matter, absolutely. Um, so I, I'd say, I'd say the way they're playing right now, I think Liberty North is playing the best. Uh, it's going to be an interesting run for all of these teams. You know, Lee Summit North's got to get through Lee Summit West again, possibly Lee Summit West or Rockers. They don't have to play them both. Um, right. Lisa Weston Rockers 
we'll have to if they're going to get out, they're going to have to play those two teams, uh, you know, to get out. Um, then that district goes south and plays Nixa, and will probably be a game unless it's a Rockhurst or at least some West in Springfield, in that area. Um, I'm not saying shenanigans haven't happened before, but talk to Royce Bame about 2012. Get his thoughts on that about a game down in Springfield. I think at Glendale on a oh, yeah. wet, very wet field where three players from Glen- they, they were running all straight at them right down the gut at least some of North and they couldn't stop them on a field that allegedly was even with a weekend of rain was watered uh, yeah. and supposedly the you know the old accidentally got left on and yeah. come to find out three players from uh, Glendale had too long the half inch instead of the, sure, the third of an inch or three quarter of an inch instead of a half inch, which the three quarters are illegal. Um, and as my wife said, there was only three of them. And I go, well, when it's the center the quarterback and the tailback, that's all you <laughs> need. <laughs> all <right. laughs> and then those spikes were changed at halftime and at least some of us had to come back. So uh, that, you know, whoever comes out of that district and has to go to Nixa, if they're on the road at Nixa, they will get no favors and no love from anyone <laughs> down in Southwest Missouri. Right. Um, so that's a tough road for them. And then if you're, you know, Liberty North or or Liberty or, or, you know, whoever comes out of that district, I'm assuming it's probably going to be Liberty North, but Liberty, Liberty's playing pretty well. You got to go up against an Oak Park or St. Joe Central or somebody who comes out of that district. And yeah. uh, we saw St. Joe Central take Oak Park to the limit, you know, two weeks ago. Um, so they're a dangerous team. And and uh, the one thing about Oak Park and St. Joe Central is they both could score. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a dangerous thing. Liberty North can shut just about anybody down, but those two teams can score. Uh, and, and, you know, a couple weeks ago, Blue Spring South put 26 points up on them. Uh, Coach Lehrman told us last week that really ex- – not exposed, but they Blue Spring South did some things to them that other people hadn't done. Uh, I think his statement was, you know, some people just spread you out to show that they can spread you out. And it's like, no, Blue Spring South had an idea what they wanted to do with mm-hmm. you once they spread you out. And he goes, and we we had to adjust to that. He goes, and that taught us something right there. So, you know, that that's – you know, that – I don't know if it's lucky for anybody else that Blue Spring South may have opened up something that Liberty North said, Oh, look what we need to fix. And they fixed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. On the Kansas side, DeSoto wins the UKC. I think yeah. that would have been chalk, right? We would have predicted that at the beginning of the season. Although yeah. I think that's same with baser at, uh, at halftime. And that's, that's even so with suffering, win. suffering a key injury and Carson Miller, their quarterback. Yeah, went the quarterback's out for the year. That's yeah, killer. I uh, actually I'm, know the backup quarterback drew parks, heck of an athlete. Uh, he's in now and brings a little different. Uh, so, so maybe a better thrower, Carson Miller, the faster of the two, but I mean, that says uh, a lot about DeSoto right there that they can lose, they they can lose that guy and be just as dominant on offense as they were. Yeah. They've always, I mean, you're on the flex ball and they've always had one of those backs. They can kind of move into that, Mm -hmm. uh, backs or a quarterback, uh, because Jackson Miller's older brother actually got hurt at one point, uh, during his career. Uh, so that's not a big surprise. I think Sunflower League, if you were to settle like the North and, uh, Gardner tie for it. I know Gardner yep. beat uh, North. That's nobody's you know you know shocked at that. But the EKL, Miege wins it. Yes, but right there with them, and they beat this other team. But this other team, Blue Eye Southwest, who's seven and one. Yeah, and they beat all the other Blue Valleys, and they beat Aquinas last week. I think I think what you saw at Blue Valley Southwest is the team that made it to the semifinals last year is the same team. I, mean, I think that's. I think that's what they brought. Up. They brought it back, and they. Oh, I think they're right. a lot better. Yeah. Well, I think they're better, but I'm saying it, there was no drop off. That wasn't a fluke. Two receivers back. Year. They yeah. got. Uh, I think some linemen back, and then quarterback as well. And and hats off to them. You know, they lost Miege, um, and, and it's, uh, you know, 
something that that, that this group hasn't done is beaten Bimiege. But hats off to them. They beat Aquinas. Um, you know, they they beat everybody else in that league. Uh, Blue Valley Northwest, Blue Valley, Blue Valley West, which are not easy teams to beat. Um, they give no. you everything you want, well coached. Uh, and Anthony Newark really has these kids playing well. Defensively, they're playing a little better. Um, you a know, better, yeah. Uh, they're going to give up. They're averaging. We think of them high flying offense and everything, but uh, I looked at that. They're averaging twenty one points more per game during the regular yeah. season this year than they they did last year. Twenty one more per game. They're going to they're going to give up some points because their offense is up and down the field, so their yeah, defense be a lot is on the field. Right? Yeah, yeah, there's there'll be a lot of possessions, and that's just that's the nature of the beast. Uh, but they're pretty good out out score people, um, and a good win for them last week, doubling up St. Thomas Aquinas forty two twenty one. Yeah. An Aquinas team that's got you know some work ahead of them because they've got to get help. Yeah, they got some injuries going on, and then yeah, they're uh, going to hit the four A playoffs here, and we'll see what happens. We'll talk about those as well a little bit later on. Uh, I don't want to miss out on the Metal Arc League. Ashton wins. I think we probably for a couple weeks ahead. I think that you <laughs> knew that yeah. how it was going to go. Uh, good seasons by uh, Washington um, Schlegel. I got to win over Washington um, Harmon. Uh, you know they had the first lead. That you know that program's coming along. Um, you know, so that was that was a good one. Highland them. Park was almost the number one seed. Yes, Highland Park. Oh. Highland Park had a good season as well. Washington became Washington the first, a good win over them, though. Yes, that they are the first KCK school to get a win over Highland Park since Highland Park came in the league. Okay, so nice. that's kind of a, a a good win for them, and um, you know, so that league kind of went. I think exactly. I think I want to see Atchison play some other teams because I don't know if you can ask them to do any more than they've done against the teams they play. Um, they, I think they ran. They run into Miege last year. I can't remember. I think they did. I think they did. Um, I'm gonna look that up real quick. I think Trey Carter is the name of their quarterback. Really talented guy. Um, he's put up good numbers. Um, they've got a good tailback, good receiver. Uh, so they've that. that I want to see them play some teams. I mean, they ran to St. James. They ran to St. James last James. year. Yeah. So they have one loss in the last two years. They're 17 to one, and that's to uh, St. James in I believe the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, they. That's a team I want to see, you know, go. I mean, I think, you know, Jim Smith's been up there a long time coaching that team. And uh, I think Atchison can be highly underrated for some of the talent that comes out of that school. They've got some good athletes and, and they do a good job. All right, let's get to it. Our big three games of the week this week. Uh, as we were talking about these 4A teams, we'll just start right there. It's, it's always the the yearly thing in the 4A <laughs> bracket. Can these Atchison's or these Lewisburg's, these Basers, these, these teams that have put together really good years, Stay up with the Catholics, and we have a uh, well, I guess a non Catholic game here on your big three Piper at Eudora. Why are you picking that one? Uh, the last two times these teams have played, uh, in the regular season in 2020, Piper won on a last second, I mean, as the clock runs out, touchdown pass. I remember that, yes. Yeah. And the year before in the playoffs, the first round of the playoffs, it was Eudora who was trying to turn things around. This was kind of the beginning of their turnaround of becoming a pretty good team gets Piper with a touchdown and two-point conversion with, like, no time left on the clock. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming, you know, these are different teams. These are a whole different group of kids. But the last two few times these teams have got together, it's been down to the wire. They're both four and four. Uh, I think they faced, you know, pretty pretty similar type right. uh, opponents and had them, you know, they kind of beat the teams they should beat and, and lost the teams that maybe they should lose to. And, um, you know, or at least, you know, some of those 50-50 games. So I, I think it's two well-coached teams, Piper, Coach John Black and Drew Steffen. Um, you know, Drew Steph is one of the good young coaches in the league uh, that's out there. And so it's th- those two teams, I think, I think that they would be good regular season foes, even though they're in different conferences now. I think they're probably in good fits for their conferences. There's, you know, your door mm-hmm. still down the frontier and Piper in the UKC. But, I, you know, if, if you're asking games, I'd like to see schedule every year. 
I'd like to see yeah. those those games scheduled. I, I tell you this: the other twenty nine teams in the four um, A playoffs are loving how the bracket set up this year, right? Because everybody's already you know we're about Miege, Aquinas, and St. James. Well, St. James plays Miege. Yes, right? the last nine the champions, round. and the winner is going to play the winner of Aquinas at Fort Scott. Very well, could be Aquinas there, and two rounds. You, you're going to have two of them out. Yeah, you have two of them out. Yeah, and St. Like I said. The last nine Class 4A champions in the first round of the postseason in St. James and Bishop Miege. Miege won yeah. six in a row. St. James won two. And beating Miege in the semis both times. And then Miege won it last year. Uh, so, now it's, uh, you know, St. James is getting better. That's a young team, but they're getting better. Um, good win over Blue Valley North last week. A couple weeks ago, they hammered St. Pius the 10th over in Kansas City and, you know, up at North Kansas City. And so, uh, you know, I think Miege is a better team here. I think Miege should get the win, but, man. If you're Miege, that's how you wanted to start your playoffs. I know, right? Possibly and got, those two you know, teams. Possibility of Aquinas right after that. Yeah. So that's quite a, literally, I mean, if, if it plays out that you get your, you know, two your, your toughest games could be in two of your biggest rivals. I mean, that's I mean your biggest rivals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know St. James, you know, hadn't really. I mean, they've been kind of growing into a rival with Miege, but beating them back to back years in the semis that made it good. That made it. You couldn't make it much better than that, right there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's uh, St. James and Miege, another one of your Remax Big Three games of the week. Uh, your last one on the Kansas side is Shawnee Mission East at Shawnee Mission Northwest. I, I, I look at these this Kansas 6A bracket, I think it could be Wild West. I think you have your favorites in Gardner and Lake the North, but the four Blue Valleys in there with a handful of Olathe's, a couple of the Shawnee Missions, I, I, so many of these games are going to be pick-em games. Well, you know, there's a, this game a couple weeks ago was, uh, you know, 1940, a tough defensive battle, but back and forth. I mean, yeah. East jumped out and then Shawnee Mission Northwest came back on them defensively. And they share and, a field. Right? Yeah, and I mean, it's they're both are home. I mean, it's they're both home fields. And even though it's not their school, but they both play at Shawnee Mission North. Uh, you know, I like the de- defensive side of Shawnee Mission Northwest. We know they can play great defense. I think the flexible in the Coach Simino is doing is really, you know, you could see them kind of getting better as the season goes on. And um, they've had some nice wins. They're both three and um five and and you know they both have had similar experiences and uh it's a great first round game and uh, it made the cut just barely over Olathe the south and Shawnee Mission south who played 41 42 weeks ago <laughs> one point game yeah. uh and that's a rematch and that's gonna be the spectrum game this week so I'm looking forward to seeing that to kind of get eyes on both Olathe the south who's all over the place and Shawnee Mission south who's been man just banging I want to give a shout door. out to the Raiders they have three one point losses this year that's not easy to do two in their last two games that's hard to do to get that close. And I mean, and I'm sure coach, you know, coach Foster's like, yeah, I don't want to hear about how close. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> it's not a progress. Honestly, you look, they're not a one and seven team, right? They're, they're a team that can win a game or two. Absolutely. In this yes. Yes. Right. Shawnee Mission South is a dangerous team. And, and so is Olathe South. I mean, that's a team that, you know, if they get what past is, this I think one, 41, 40, uh, 41, 40, two weeks ago. <laughs> wow. I tell you, it's uh, all over the place. Um, and uh, it's it's funny, even the one sixteen matchup there, Gardner against Blue Valley North. They're taking on Drew Hudgens, who is without a doubt the biggest expert at stopping the flex yes. bone in Kansas City. He did it for years at Mill Valley. And look, I know he may, might not have the uh, the uh, you know the the horses uh, quite yet there at Blue Valley North. Still, I believe looking for their first win. But it's funny how that uh, he's he, he's he's seen that Gardner uh, flex bone plenty of times. Well, and that's the thing. I mean. It- Gardner should win that game, but if you can disrupt, make him put the ball on the ground a couple of times, that's when things get sticky. I mean, yeah. real quick. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Blue Valley North has enough offense to counter that. And 
and get things going right. But you're right. That's an interesting 116 matchup, say the least. Another team, t- watch out for Blue Valley. I feel like they're playing their best football right now. Yeah, they've got John Price there, tailback, and they can grind you out. I mean, they don't want to play physical. They want to run the ball. And Blue Valley West, too. They've been in every game they played. And that, that's the team that the last few years you don't want to play in the postseason because they made some deep runs. Well, and it was a who's who at Blue Valley, Blue Valley West last week with all the Chiefs showing yes. up. It was Dave Merritt's son taking on Matt Nagy's son. Um, but Blue Valley, I mean, almost beat Aquinas two weeks ago, beat Blue Valley West. Close with Bishop Miege. Yeah. Uh, the closest any team in that conference played Miege. We're leading that game early, early about at halftime, I think, and Miege yep. came back around. Right Blue half. Springs as well. And so, no, it's a, it's a team that's very capable. Like I said, I mean, six eight playoffs could be uh, just could be absolutely uh, nuts. All right, let's get over to the uh, Missouri side here, Dion. And you've got uh, North Kansas City at Christmas. What, uh, why are you cho- choosing that one? Well, you know, both these teams have struggled at times this year. Um, you know, North Kansas City's defense has shown up and they held San Joe Central to like 24 points. I think they held uh, Platte County under 20. I mean, those are two pretty high-scoring teams. So their defense has been there. They've struggled offensively. Chrisman has, has had some good games. That You know, they played well against Raytown and Winnetonka and got those wins, but then they, you know, struggled after that. But th- they're both teams that, you know, want to kind of get their programs a step forward. And this is, you know, I know you don't like the buys, but some of these four or five games are the opportunity for coaches to have something positive to take into the post, you know, if, even if they lose the next week, something's sure. positive with their kids. And this is an opportunity you're going to play somebody who's kind of equally matched to you. And I think Chrisman and, and North Kansas City are two really good head coaches, Michael Rose Ivy and Leon Douglas and, and good staffs. And um, I, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of curious to see how they kind of go through that and, 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 and take what they did well in the, in the regular season and, and apply it to the postseason and, and try and forget what happened. Some of those bad games and get moving forward. Yeah. Four and five, William Chrisman, two and seven, North Kansas City. And that one, you've also got Park Hill South at Staley. Is this another four or five? Uh, yes. And that was a one point game a few weeks ago. Yeah. 18 right. 17. Uh, Staley got the win there. But uh, no, this is, and, and Park Hill South is a team that's played a lot of games within seven to 10 points or one score uh, this year. And, and, and under coach uh, Justin Ponce is his first year. So they're, you know, they, they've, they want to play and feel like they can get this game and Staley, you know, coming off of the, their best win of the season, 54 to nothing over North Kansas city. They got to feel like they're playing good football. Yeah. And Park Hill South, of course, beat Lee summit last week. They beat Lee summit last week, very close with par uh, with Platte County, yes. but that's it on the schedule. It's all four foots before yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. The first seven were four foots, but in those first seven was an 18 to 17 loss to Staley, even though, you know, you, you don't see that anymore, but uh, they've had some close ones. I mean, they, um, I think we're 10 points at least on the North, most of the game, um, close game, you know, some other close games in there where they were, you know, within seven points. So uh, I think both these teams felt like they would be a little better than they played this year. So I think this is their chance to kind of maybe make a statement like, Hey, you know, we're, we were good enough to win a postseason game, you know, and go on and win another, go to another round. Yep. I right. uh, Lee summit and, and Ray Peck, a couple schools that, have had, you know, struggles in the back yeah. halves of their schedules. Yeah, it is. And and I think, you know, Lee Summit had played pretty well, um, you know, at Oak Park in that game. They put up some points on Lee Summit North. Uh, then lost to Park Hill South last week, which is kind of a, a stunner. You know, Ray Peck, you, you, you look at them and you're thinking, how are they only three wins? And they've struggled. You know, they you know they had a game where they were down 14-0 to Blue Springs South, came back and won that. And then they lose to Blue Springs last week. And I would have picked – Ray Peck in that game, and they kind of got controlled by Blue Springs. A couple of weeks ago, they got just dominated by Liberty North. So, you know, they've got some athletes, especially on the offensive side for Ray Peck. So they've got to get things going. 
the least time a defense has given up some points, but Dawson Heaney and that offense is pretty good. Yeah. Um, they're going to get 25, 30, 35, 40 points every week. And, and I think that that's a team that really, really could be dangerous. Can they, if, you know, if, if one of those teams, can they, if they come out of that game, can they take out a lease on the North? I don't know. Um, but they each possess some things that will give them some problems. Um, mm-hmm. you know, offensively, I think as a group, uh, at least some, it's pretty good and dangerous. And then, you know, you got Jaden Riddell and the tailback from Ray Pack. Um, those are two big time players that could be dangerous as well. So, um, I think this is a spot for both. Like you said, there's a theme here on some of these games on Missouri side. It's a chance to kind of get some positives out of the season. But when you're talking four or five games, and you know, the teams that used to be, you know, in the, if they were in the same spot last year, they would have been a six and seven seed. Right. Um, so we don't have quite as many tasty four fives as we we've had in the past. But the nice thing about it is next week we're gonna have some two threes and some one fours that are some pretty solid yeah. games. They should be absolutely. I think you know, on Friday night you'll see us kind of maybe um you know, put uh, feature some of the the schools we haven't uh, shot a lot of, mm-hmm. got a lot of games this week. Uh, I'll throw a curveball at you, Hogan Prep at Kip Legacy. You know anything about that matchup? Well, you know seven and, squads. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, Kip's a, a charter school that um, started brand new this year, right? Well, yeah, they've been they've been adding a year each. They were a middle okay. school all the way through middle school, and then three years ago they added a freshman class, and they added another freshman class, and they added another freshman class. So these juniors are, are the first three in, and they play JV ball. Um, I had people tell me that seen them, they played university Academy early in the season, played them not, yeah. you know, didn't, they got beat, but they, they played them pretty well. Um, talked to their coach, Michael Cobbins, uh, seems like they're doing it the right way. Just trying to build, build, build. They've got good enthusiasm there and, um, talk to people played them in the summer. So they're athletic, they're good. They're well coached. And then Hogan prep. We always know coach Lascola, you know, always, you know, plays pretty well, but they've had, they, their schedule was pretty tough this year. So it was, it was tough for them to kind of get any traction. On, on what they want to do. But uh, no, this, you know, North, the Kip gets to host. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to play their game at North Kansas City. That's what they played their home games this year. Um, so that'll be a, you know, one of these teams is going to get to have a, a postseason uh, win on their schedule. Yeah. Um, one more on the Kansas side, Piper. Sorry, we did that. Payola at Baser Linwood. Another one of those kind of 4A games. Yeah. And and I, two, I mean, two quality teams. Yes, yes. Payola is a team that, Traditionally, has been pretty good. I don't know if they're as good as they've been uh, in the past. And Baser, you know, outside of that DeSoto loss, they were as hot as anybody um, mm-hmm. coming into last week. So, no, it's a uh, it, it's a good you know those those are some good games over there. I, I like that Payola Baser game. I almost you know the UKC is growing into a Class Five league, Five yeah. uh, A league. Um, there's some teams I you know wish would you know Baser plays Tongi. They they tried to keep that game together from their old Call Valley days. There's some good crossover games there, um, you know, and uh, I, I like those two leagues to match up where they can, you know, mm-hmm. like you got Piper and Eudora. So uh, the postseason where you see it a lot of times, but uh, those two leagues when they've got some teams that are either, you know, like a baser, which is going to be a smaller 5A now, Spring Hill, who's a smaller 5A uh, on the Frontier League, and then all the 4A schools, you know, the the Eudoras, the Paolas, the Lewisburgs, and, and teams like that. And, of course, um, you know, Lansing, which has been Lansing, who just, you know, up, down, up down bonner did that for a while up down up down so um i like it when those two two leagues match up yeah absolutely um and then stay on the kansas side it's the time where we say goodbye to the lawrence schools right bye lawrence school go east for one year this is the last time they're coming back they're coming back they're going west they're coming back next year oh they are good yes next year this one more year they're going going west i think it's funny they're both hosting garden city and dodge city (laughs) yeah i saw that i was like trips you're gonna have uh, this kid's postseason. I, I saw that and I was like, 
Well, I'm sure Gardner and Dodge really loved the brackets when they came out. They're like, oh, geez. Yeah. But at the same time, would you rather be that, uh, have that, or, or you know, be Lawrence of Free State and have to go to Gardner or Dodge? Yeah, at least if you're the Lawrence schools, you're, you're hosting those two. And I, I'm, I'm, every year I look for it, and I think I think uh, 6A on the, the U.S. side's kind of up for grabs. I mean, Derby's not what Derby's been. I don't know, you know, how much, you know, how battle-tested is Washburn Rural or Manhattan. Yeah, that's the that's uh, question. I, I, I always look for that one year that the Lawrence school can squeeze by and we can have two Kansas City teams in the state championship game. It, and I, I wonder about Washburn Rural. They've been very good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be down on them, but you know, they they played Piper. They had Piper and DeSoto on their on their schedule. I mean, it's not like they're. I mean, not and that's not a disparaging they, Piper. DeSoto. That's four eight five. Manhattan, I believe. Correct? They did beat Manhattan. That's their big that's win. And Manhattan beat Manhattan beat, beat uh, Derby and beat Wichita Northwest. So yeah, they're defending state champion. So we'll find out. I mean, uh, you know, if Lawrence or Free State makes a run through there, we'll, we'll see because both those teams are multi loss teams. Yeah. Um, you know, that free states, I think they're both seven and, or six and two, aren't they? Uh, they're, it's crazy. They're both six and two, two, and they're like the six and seven seeds mm-hmm. on the west side. Just, uh, just some of these, some of these schools just don't play the schedules, uh, some of the others, which as, as opposed to, I believe, you know, six and two on the east side might get you, yeah, got you to go late the east, a, a yeah. three seed, right? Yeah. Yeah, and talk about a team that's playing really well. I like the East. Yeah, watch out for East. <laughs> and they have uh, they wind out at first, and then they play the winner of uh, you know Blue Valley and Olathe West. I, I'm telling you, I, I keep looking at teams in the six A bracket that can make a run. Then I look up like a column, like oh, I don't know, the team above them can make a make a run. It's going to be a fun playoffs to watch, as opposed to maybe some of the other you know five A and four A. You got your three favorites, right? Yeah. Your two or three favorites, six uh, A. Uh, again, I think Gardner and Olathe North are the favorites, but it might be close. I mean, the, you know, you know, be, between them and, and everybody else, closer. Uh, yeah. Another, uh, the nice thing about it is, is after this next week, um, we'll start getting some really good. The next two weeks. Say, well, next week. Well, weeks, we always say, uh, and first then, two weeks are kind of, uh, and then it's on for two or three then, weeks. Then yeah, quarterfinals and semifinals in both states are always the best weekends. Yeah. Because they're still in town, right? And it's not like the state championship games, but a lot of times those state championship games are blowouts. The yes. closest games are the quarterfinals and the semifinals because those are teams in the area. They know each other, play similar schedules. They're built kind of uh, similarly, and uh, you, you as a as a product, you get the best games. So, yeah, that's it. I got to pack for Germany. Well, you want to do a little Simone watch while we're before we? Oh uh... yeah, we haven't done that enough this year. Absolutely. Let's no, go. we haven't. Um, and there was an updated one. We updated the Simone watch last week, um, heading into last week. And, and, you know, you saw where can they find that by the way, the, the Simone awards.com and also follow some at Simone awards on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and then I retweeted, of course, for my stuff as well. Uh, and if you look at the, if you look at the list and, um, just real quick, some names, you know, Dylan Dunn, this is before last Friday, we haven't updated it yet because we'll update our stat leaders on Tuesday night as we record this on Tuesday afternoon. Um, he was at 2000 yards, 28 TDs, 300 yards a game. And he didn't do anything to hurt that last week. Wesley Edison, dual threat guy from uh, Lawrence Free State. Braven Powell from uh, Gardner Edison, having a good year. Um, Tillman Martin from Liberty North. Mm-hmm. You know, he's at fifteen hundred yards, averaging two hundred yards a game. Uh, Heaney from from uh, Lee Summit. He's a guy. He's at seventeen hundred yards. He's at two hundred twenty yards a game. Thirteen touchdowns. Uh, the Lee Summit quarterback, Caden Carter, mm-hmm. um, outstanding year. Uh, Ethan Hansen from Rockhurst. While his numbers aren't huge, he leads an offense that's very consistent. Elijah Leonard. Those are the kind of quarterbacks and running backs. And I'm going to save one for last. 
Uh, Trayvon Pankey, 1,300 yards, having seven yards of carry from Oak Park. And Gabe Fields had a huge game. He's at 1,200 yards for St. Joe Central, averaging eight yards of carry. He's got 21 touchdowns. Uh, River Peppers from Fort Osage going into uh, last Friday. Uh, yeah, great name. 25 touchdowns, 1,400 yards, averaging 9.1 yards of carry. Quincy Torrey, the tailback from Lee Summit West, you know, 15 touchdowns, 1,000 yards rushing, you know, in eight games going into last week. Uh, Sage Huffman on the on the Kansas side, Blue Alley West. Uh, Colton McKenna from um, Spring Hill, he's got 1,400 mm-hmm. yards in seven games. Uh, and then T.J. Porter going into the last week only had 679 yards, but he had 13 well, touchdowns yeah, he a few in games, five yeah. games. <laughs> so he's averaging a buck 35. And then some guy named Ty Williams from Grain Valley, who in week seven saw his per carry average dip below 10 yards last week. He went ahead and uh, righted that ship a little bit. He had 10 carries for 230 yards and three touchdowns, which brings him um, to, and I've got the updated. Almost 2,000 yards? It's almost 2,000. He's sitting about 1,900. Um, and he's like at 19, right about 1,900 yards, 25 touchdowns. When you throw in his receiving, um, which going into last week, he, he was averaging, he had like six catches, Three touchdowns. He's averaging 32 yards of reception. Wow. Uh, yeah, he definitely. It feels like to me this year it's it's handful of quarterbacks and Ty Williams. Would you agree? Yeah, and and you know favorites right now. Yeah, here here we go through nine games. It's updated right here. Uh, 130 attempts. That's a good. Here we go. Let's see if I can do the right page. 184 attempts, 1867 yards for a 10.1 per carry average. 25 touchdowns, 207.4 yards per game. Jeez. And, oh, by the way, he's got 12 catches for 385 yards, 32.1 per catch, and five more touchdowns. So he's got 30 total touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's funny because uh, well, I did this week we'll do a Fontana watch. We've got an interview with uh, Benny Palmer. Yeah. Um, name might sound familiar for you. He won the Fontana 20 years ago um, at Oak Park um, oh. was where that ceremony was. And but, he really yeah, had he some from, great uh, St. Pius, correct? No, Carney. Carney. He was on that Carney team. It was back-to-back state champion Carney teams. Uh, and some great insight with him. He said, you know, when he went, I didn't know this, that Coach Thomas had told him he'd won before he went. Uh, so he had a speech ready. Oh, really? had to, had, they, back then, they all had to give speeches. So he had to write out a speech. And I go, well, today, these days, they just get interviewed by Mick. And he's like, yeah, he goes, I would much rather, much rather do that now, especially because I wouldn't want to give a speech now. As a as yeah. a former head coach and now assistant coach, special teams coordinator at least on a high school, and uh, no, it was a good interview with him, just talking about everything that went into it. And you know, uh, he was also uh, Tommy Saunders, his teammate, was a finalist with him mm-hmm. uh, who played at Mizzou. Um, that the Carney team, those back-to-back Carney teams, had some dudes on it, uh, yeah. And and so they, you know, that was a, a, a kind of a cool. Uh, thing we'll have that conversation up. It'll be on the on the thesimonyawards.com website, and right. I'll be I'm tweeting on out thesimonyawards.com. Yeah, that'll be out later this week. Got all the stats updated through last uh, through last Friday. Yeah, week. yeah, we we'll uh, get we get our stats Tuesdays, and this is recording this on Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night. Um, and I'll let you know a little secret. Uh, depending on the week, and uh, and depending on which child Cole Young has to do bedtime with. Yeah, we are. So we are those who love this, the stat leaders for Preps KC as a city. We are at the mercy of a five-year-old named Marin and how she decides how she's going to go to bed. Um, so we're at the, her mercy. Last week we weren't, so it came out a little earlier. Dawson, uh, who's a few years older, I think he's eight or nine. 
Uh, he, he's a little got his, his stuff together, but Marin can be a handful. At bedtime. Probably how the world works, right? Lots of people uh, in important roles have kids. And uh, if we only knew all the uh, yes. all the decisions that were made by sleep deprived adults. Yes. So, so if it, I don't know. I don't know today. The presidents don't know. out there, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. As we record, like I said, we record this on Tuesday. I don't know if it's if it's a Marin week or a Dawson week. Okay. If right. it doesn't come out until close to 11, it's probably a Marin week. Point is, those are cool names for kids. Yes, Marin is a cool Neat, name. but not cutesy. Well yeah. done, cool young. Yes, yes. Cole and his wife, Jessica, did a fantastic yeah. job. They're 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 good kids. They're fun. Uh, Henry um, and Dawson are kind of buddies. They've been to some baseball games together. And so Henry, Henry you know, kind of lets him have his nachos and that kind of stuff. So they're, yeah. they've gotten to know each other. And Marin's cute. So little nice. blonde girl. She's adorable. So. We just, we just, you know, say a silent prayer that she has a, a good path to bedtime tonight. And uh, if it's her week and we get those in around 10, 9, 30, 10 o'clock instead of like 11, 11, 30, which yeah. has happened because Cole's the compiler. He's the one that yeah. uh, uses the um, formula that we, that there's a compiler that, that he he goes and compiles them all. And then I edit them down to get them. Put some Benadryl on the gums so go right to sleep. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. Uh, whiskey too. Whiskey too. <laughs> put, your, put on your gums. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Check us out. Uh, PrepsKC.com with all the updated scores throughout the night uh, on Friday. It's Thursday games as well uh, this week. And then uh, check us out on KSHB 41 Under the Lights with Aaron Ladd, McKinsey Nelson, Nick Jacobs producing that uh, that effort. And uh, and then uh, Dion Clisso as well on the show on Friday. It should be fun. Best of luck to everybody out there in all the playoff games. It's the last week we'll be talking to everybody. After next week, half you'll be gone. Team. Hopefully, still fans tuning in. Still tuning in. We had our, one of our biggest weeks. Still tuning in. Yeah. 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 It'd be great. All right. For Deanna Mick, we'll see you next time on Snap Tackle Pod.